0: Hello and welcome to the Comeback Nation podcast. We are in very interesting times and I'd say that probably this is a perfect time to learn more about resilience and bouncing back from failures and disappointments and just general difficulties in, in career, life and business. And so today I have a guest who I've been observing on social media for a while, who definitely embodies these characteristics. And he's just an incredibly driven person who I think just has the most amazing time management skills as well and productivity levels. His name is Michael Tabaret and he has worked for the NHS for the past nine and a half years in contract management, change management and project management. He's currently actually a senior implementation manager for NHSX and he's also a registered coach, mentor and 360 degree leadership facilitator for the NHS. And he's also been actively involved in organisational development for the public health department. Michael, in his non-9 to 5 time, is a personal brand consultant and he provides clear structure for experts that want to create high quality systems for attracting targeted leads through content. He's a life and executive coach. He's a public speaker and also provides training in public speaking for anyone that wants to develop there. Um, He's written and published four books, only four books. And most recently, his book that he has published is called The Power of Goals. He runs his own podcast as well called Mindset Mastery. And he's also the creator of MBA, which is his mastery business accelerator for entrepreneurs. You can find out more about Michael at michaeltaborade.com. Dot com, and he uses the same name across all his social media. But let's just give him a hearty welcome.
1: <laughs> that was a fantastic <laughs> introduction. I can't lie. <laughs> my, my,
0: pleasure. my pleasure. It's well deserved. Um, you know, I was just saying before that I'm just so impressed by your productivity and how much you managed to create whilst also doing your nine to five and doing amazing work for the NHS. So it's really, really amazing to have you on.
1: Thank you very much. I I really do appreciate that. And it's always nice to hear gratitude from, you know, people like yourself as well who are also grinding out here and just killing it in terms of what you're doing as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. People say to me that I'm productive and they say, how do you do it all? But you know what? I love meeting people who do even more than me. Mm. and I love being surrounded by people that do even more than me. Not that I'm one of those consistently relentless people who feel like nothing is ever enough because I do think we need to Make time to take stock and, and be thankful and actually look at what we've done. Mm-hmm. But I still like to be around people and speak to people who have achieved more than me, know more than me, better than me. Um, it's that saying that we hear where they say, you know, if you should strive to not be the smartest person in the room, whatnot. So, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it's, it's great to have you on. You have got quite a diverse amount of experience. Most of it has been at the NHS, but then outside your nine to five, you also are sort of striving to help people meet their potential and help people achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. What inspires you to achieve your goals and to keep going, even when I'm sure you might be tired after your nine to five, you, you keep going to develop your, your business and your, your, your brand?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. And I think for me, it comes down to two main things. Number one is context. And when I say context, it's really understanding where I come from, you know, whether that's my family, my experiences, what I see within my local environment, what happens globally as well, and what I sort of interpret that to be like in terms of my, my my sense of meaning as well, because that in essence defines my sense of purpose, i.e. what sort of Northern star that I want to follow, which kind of links into the second aspect of things, which is more focused on values. And you know, if you've seen my stuff in the past year or so, I've been banging on about values. And for those of you who are kind of like, yeah, I kind of know what values are, but I don't really know what values are. It's doing things that are important to you. And so that comes back to the context. And that Context can only be derived if you're able to go through a method or go through a process or a journey of introspection and really asking questions that allow you to get answers, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's what keeps me going.
0: A hundred percent. I think what's so important in that is avoiding distractions as well, because we are Mm. in a world where we're constantly bombarded by information and there's so much that we can be doing, but what is the thing that we should be doing? And absolutely, that takes a a level of stillness and introspection and reflection. And as I always say, just staying in your lane. And I think Mm. if you stay in your lane, you thrive in your lane. So absolutely, I totally agree with that. Great. So we've got you on today to talk about your own sort of personal story and journey in career and business and it would just be great to to learn about some of your experiences with failure disappointment or setbacks
1: Cool. Perfect. So just to give some context beforehand, I wanted to be a doctor, and hence why I'm in the NHS. And I thought that the, the smart idea to liaise the medical knowledge with the managerial knowledge. But 2015 was the year of realisation for me. And I say year of realisation because every year usually has a theme, apart from this year, quite interestingly. And so what happened is at the beginning of that year, I was in the middle of trying out all these different businesses, I was looking to invest in a property in Liverpool because I had paid into a huge property network. I had started network market, marketing for a company called ACN at the time, and I did that for a year. I had been in all these different sort of seminars that really incepted my mind with knowledge, but obviously it was extremely expensive in terms of access to that information and those people. But I also discovered that I had developed a cyst in my shoulder as well. Right. So all of this stuff was happening at the same time. As I decided not to get into medicine. So, if we move from, let's say, January to about April, it was the last sort of week or day that I had to spend in the seconded role that I was in. Again, with some context, I had come from an agency role in administration at the time, and I had made, made a huge leap from, like, let's say, just under 20 grand to just under 40 grand. Not so, bad. <laughs> not bad at all. Yeah. So, it was a huge acceleration at the age of what? I was 20. 23, 24, back, I was 24 back then. And so I was like, how, what am I going to do? Like, should I continue doing this work because i had been offered to stay in this job or should I find something else? And I decided, you know what? I've been here for about 12 months. This is not for me. So I decided to leave the role. But during this time, the hospital was like, you need to remove the cyst from your shoulders, quite urgent. And so I had the operation and I had a minimum of about, Five to six months just being at home. Now you can imagine, five to six months, like I didn't know anything about income protection or endurance or anything like that. I wasn't protected in any way. I had some sort of savings, but a lot of that money had to be spent on some really urgent family issues. And so I was relying on basically my pension money at the time, you know, uh, which is a bit crazy. So you know, obviously I tried to, keep, tried to keep things quite minimalistic in terms of spending and everything, but I ran out of money. So I quickly found a way to access my pension money and took all of it out because I had no other way to survive. And obviously because I was doing the network marketing as well, there was a way for me to sort of make money. But come on, let's be real. No one really cares about your network marketing business, especially when you don't really present yourself in the best way, given I was in a position where I pretty much was stuck at home. So I was, I was forced to think quite a bit, you know, I was forced to think quite a bit, like, why is this happening? You know, the stubborn egotistical Michael was like, Nope, like I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But at the back of all of this, I just felt like God was speaking to me and saying, humble yourself, (laughs) stop trying to conquer the world. Like you need to take this time to rest and think and reflect and after like two or three attempts, I just thought, well, actually. I'm not going to force this thing. I'm just going to just keep still and just listen to the quiet voice.
0: Mm.
1: And listening to that quiet the power voice,
0: of reflection. Say that again. I like to call it the power of reflection.
1: Yes, yes, it I'm definitely was. The, be
0: forced to stand still to to engage in that.
1: Exactly. I was 100 percent forced to just stand still, and the voice was like. You're doing all of these different things, but what do you want to do? Yeah. Because clearly things are not working for you. You know, you're, you're, in, a, you're in a little bit of a sticky situation, sort of thing. And so, upon this, I'm going to use your terms, power of reflection. Life was just telling me to use my voice, focused on my voice. That's all, that's all that was said to me, like, focus on using your voice. And so, funnily enough, I invested into a program known as the Public Speakers University by Andy Harrington. Mm. And there was something that he stated. He was like, you can make money by selling your ideas. And I just thought, wow, that's such a powerful concept. And so I started looking into the world of coaching a bit more, started looking into the world of mentoring, started looking into the world of writing books and all of this kind of stuff. And I just felt the energy and invigoration to actually get started on this stuff. But I had a dilemma. I couldn't get started straight away. I needed an income. Yeah. And so for the next four months, bearing in mind I couldn't use my right hand, I rang every single job agency in South London every single day without fail. And they were tired of hearing my voice, but I was consistently ringing not only the same companies, but new ones that I found propping up either in my inbox or whatever it was. Yeah. And so that resilience and that determination and that persistence eventually found me a job within NHS England initially. And it was good timing because I had to pay a bill, I think, within the next two weeks. And obviously, yeah, it was very lucky. man. Well, it was a blessing, should I say, rather than lucky. It it was interesting because obviously you get paid in arrears by a week. And so I only had really a week to pay that bill. But everything from there just just went plain sailing. And so at the end of that year, I went to a Les Brown event, paid for a VIP ticket because I had the money. And I got to speak to him. And he said to me, you've got a great voice. You should definitely use it. And that got me so excited. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I just got... (laughs) Ready to use it. (laughs) Say that again.
0: You're like, I'm ready to use it. I'm ready.
1: (laughs) So ready to use it. And literally that night I did my first YouTube video. It was absolutely terrible, but it was terrible in the sense that I learned so much from it. And I guess what the whole experience within 2000, this is why I call it the year of realization. 2015 taught me to focus on living my true self.
0: Yeah,
1: It focused on allowing me to understand that if you really focus on authenticity, if you really focus on what makes you unique then you're more likely to live in success. And so, yeah, that's what 2015 taught me. So it was a whole heap of things happening at the same time, financially, career-wise, business-wise. You know, there was a lot happening. But I wasn't going to, I almost let blind determination stop me. I had to, again, use your terminology, use the power of reflection to actually just sit down, listen to the voice, and actually be like, what is life telling me right now? And it told me to, to use my voice. And I just, I just followed that sort of like message. And today...
0: At that point, did you know mm-hmm. what your voice was? Or is that something that you developed as you were using it, if you like?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good question.
0: I, I
1: knew I had something in me based on what people had told me, but also based on my writing skills. Because I started a blog back in 2011 and I knew I had a lot to say. I just never had the confidence to necessarily say it on camera. And so that Les Brown event was the push. Mm. Yeah, so it, it gave me the push that I needed. And so with that in mind, like, I think, number one, that experience, whether it needed to happen or not, is, is a question in its own, but it happened. So you could say it needed to happen. And two, that um, the, the comment from Les Brown was really, really instrumental into invigorating me to actually get started the way I have.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, that's it pretty much in a nutshell in terms of like the story behind the sort of mishap or failure that I had. And so obviously it really focuses more so on the career side of things, but how like things were just failing business-wise, even though I had my hand in so many different pies, I just needed to just stop, reflect and focus in on one thing.
0: Mm. Was there any point that you felt like perhaps just giving up?
1: No, I just don't think it's in me currently to do that I just I needed to find another way I think what I needed to give up was my ego and I think there were different levels to my ego should I say Mm -hmm. so 2015 was the I can do it all I can do this I I I I I even in 2019 there was a sense of why isn't this working the way I want it to you know and so when I just let go of my ego in a sense of diluting it by not getting rid of it I just felt like things opened up for me much more naturally and much more authentically.
0: Right, right. And, and what were those levels to your ego that you described?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say, so it's just focusing on, I guess, number one, thinking that you're this all powerful being, so to speak. And I'm not saying that's not true. We're all powerful in nature in some sense, but we we can all be humbled at the same time as well. And so it was just removing myself away from things that I thought should work for me and really focus more on things that align more to me as an individual. So it was understanding what my real sense of values were, you know, what was truly important to me, what made me unique as an individual. And my ego didn't allow me to do that because that ego was developed through things that happened within my environment, whether that was social media, what friends were saying, what family was, were saying, they're, they're all forms of identification that mm-hmm. wasn't necessary, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it, just, it just created this false persona.
0: Mm. So you just shed those? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I had to shed them by force um, because if, in my perception, and in my interpretation, life was forcing me to be like, you need to stop this. Like, this is quite funny. You trying to be this person, like clearly it doesn't work. So I'm going to give you some time to take some time out and stop being this way and start living on purpose with purpose, you know, with intention, so to speak, in a more authentic manner.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is so, so important. Mm. Um, I don't think we always get the, coaching or the support needed, you know, when we're younger to find out, you know, sometimes what our true authentic skills and strengths and interests are. And mm. sometimes they evolve by us doing what we don't like, right? Or mm. doing what isn't comfortable to us, and and that can lead to us finding out what what we actually enjoy. Mm. So that's, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, as part of the Comeback Nation podcast, every guest always shares three key principles or tactics or strategies that they would share with with our listeners as a consequence Mm -hmm. of what they experience. And and I'd love to hear what yours are. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I guess what really helped me uh, through this time was just being as educated as possible for one. So continually sort of like reading books, whether that's more around the mindset, psychology side of things, or whether that was just getting up to date with the business side. So I didn't completely remove all of that stuff. I needed to be educated, but there was an intelligence behind my education because of what I had experienced. So just investing myself in information material, whether that's books, YouTube channels, whatever it is, but being intelligent about what I choose to believe and what what I don't choose to believe. And and that that comes with experience, but that comes with enough in-depth, mature research as well. Yeah. I would say the second thing is just having a level of counseling slash accountability in terms of the people within your local environment. That could be your friends or family members acting as mentors or again, accountability buddies. Because if you consistently allow yourself to express your true nature in a comfortable way, that improves your esteem and your sense of confidence as well. And I needed that at a time where I felt really low. I couldn't move my right my right arm. <laughs> the arm was getting a bit crusty because it was on a cast as <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, my, my, my self-esteem had been bruised. I'd mm-hmm. been financially broken down. Spiritually, yeah. I wasn't quite there. So there was a lot happening. I needed to be invested in people who were able to raise me up as an individual. So that goes hand in hand with the reading as well and the information searching as well. But exactly.
0: Every single guest that has come on so far, thats that's been one of their points. Interesting. 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 Yeah. yeah I,
1: I, I've always said like people are the difference, whether that's a good or bad thing, you know? And so with that in mind, you have to understand what sort of difference you want in your life. And so moving on to the third thing, like, again, you may have seen me say this before, but I'm always talking about honest impact. And I guess in context to this, this specific experience, you have to learn to be brutally honest to yourself and with yourself and to others as well. I, I can't stress that enough because if you don't learn to be brutally honest to yourself, you're, you're, you're fooling yourself and you're, you're leading down a life of a low, no substance or a lack of substance, you're not likely to be successful because for me, success is aligned to how aligned to your highest values you are, how aligned to your authenticity you are. And so that honesty is what allows you to pave the way towards your success. So th- those are the three things that help me, like asking myself real deep coaching questions to myself consistently in order for me to be like, I know what I need to do going forward.
0: And would you say that developing that brutal honesty is, is a skill? Because we live in, in, in a snowflake, what they call snowflake generation, where... Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes brutal honesty is really difficult for people Mm. to take, whether or not it's someone else being honest with them or just being honest Mm -hmm. with themselves. Would you say that that's something that you need to work at developing or something you should just launch into and, and be able to do?
1: I think it takes time. It takes practice because habituation and conditions make us feel as if we need to lie, so to speak, or at least not be as raw and real as possible because that's our protection mechanism. So with that in mind, it's almost like, okay, is this really protecting me or am I lying to myself? It's almost like you have to go underneath the layers and people are scared to go underneath those layers because of the changes they have to make because we like to feel comfortable. And so it's almost like I'm saying, get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's going to pave the way for you. So I would argue it's definitely a skill and that skill can be developed through just really understanding the triggers. What are the triggers that cause you to lie? What are the triggers that cause you to not be as truthful to yourself or to other people? And what is the reasoning behind that? Because once you start to unravel those things, You'll be like, "Whoa!" Like it's it's transformation. I truly think it's transformational. You start to see what is truly important to you. So it's a skill that can definitely be developed with time fantastic. and practice as well.
0: <laughs> Absolutely fantastic! Thank you so much, Michael. No that problem. was quite um, a profound story. A lot happened in 2015. That <laughs> you, you rose from that and and came from that stronger. All just because essentially you, you confronted yourself and really took that time to do deep reflection mm-hmm. and ask yourself those difficult questions. Just to repeat uh, what, what Michael shared, he says stay educated in the midst of some of those challenges, but do it intelligently. So be uh, specific about what you want to get from, from that education, that learning and be targeted in your learning. He also spoke about keeping accountability, keeping the right people around you and speaking to people. And lastly, being brutally honest with yourself, asking yourself the difficult questions. And as he said, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So thank you so much for that, Michael. Before we go, I want to share my quote for this episode, as I always share. And this quote is from Winston Churchill. And he said, Success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Until next time, thank you, everyone. Bye.